JDU. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jay Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 291, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the car state of PlayStation. Before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. As always, you can write us at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share this show with your friends. Leave comments, rate our podcast as you see fit, which means all the stars. Give them all to us. We need them the most. And as a reminder, we're a video podcast. You can watch our show on YouTube if you want. And for new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support our show for a $1 a month. The $1 level is called the one and only $1 Club, fittingly. So head over to www.patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. To become a $1 patron, and we will mail you a free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail. And we'll give you a shout-out on our show. But before we go any further, Jake, we've discussed, we have a quick announcement to make to our listeners about how we're going to move things forward with this show. Um, Don't worry. We're not ending. You're still going to get a weekly episode. But we're going to try to publish episodes moving forward um, slightly differently. Uh, And uh, the way I think we're going to try to do this is we're going to release episodes Monday morning for all of our non-patron listeners. And uh, if you are a member of our patron, you will still have access, hopefully, to the show as you currently do. It shouldn't affect you whatsoever. The reason we're doing this is we're going to still record over the weekend like we normally do. But I was sick recently. This episode's going out late. And uh, two weeks ago, we had another delayed podcast. And uh, if anything comes up over the weekend... That instantly just kind of makes our show late. If I have gigs, if I don't feel well, if Jake doesn't feel well, this way we at least – I know it sounds ridiculous because we have this essentially the same amount of time. But we're giving ourselves a little runway. So if we release the episode on Wednesdays and we can't get it recorded by Saturday or Sunday night, that still gives us Monday and Tuesday and even Wednesday after work to get it recorded in – well, Tuesday. Sorry, if we're going to release it Wednesday morning. Gives us a couple extra days to kind of get things back in line so you guys aren't waiting for your your weekly show. So we are making an official executive decision to do that, and I hope you're cool with it. And uh, like I said, if you're a patron subscriber, we're still going to upload all of the shit. And uh, if you uh, are a patron subscriber, you have early access to the show as you currently do. And uh, But for any non patrons uh the show on youtube and the show on uh spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast instead of being available monday mornings it will now be available wednesday mornings and we're going to still cover the same amount of news that we do every show have the same kind of conversations we're just doing that so that we can stay current um with the show and not let people down. So if you have any grief about this, you can write us at pssisawesome at gmail.com. If you're on board, let us know if you think it's a good idea. Um, this way we also can maybe give our patrons a little something extra um, because we don't really give you anything. And we can also maybe – we're not going to promise early episodes. But if we do it the way we plan, it's going to it's gonna just shake out that way. That's the plan. And Now, if I'm sick and Jake's sick and we can't get an episode recorded on the weekend – you're going to get it the same time everyone else does on Wednesday morning. But we're still recording on the weekends, so you should get the content a little earlier. 
So with that out of the way, thanks for your understanding. And, uh, you know, that's what I got, Jake. Do you uh, have anything you'd like to add to that? Or do you want to get into telling the world how you're doing today? Uh, my only addition would just be that the only downfall to us doing this is that it could potentially place us a week behind on some of the most like up to date news stuff. But I would we haven't talked about this, but I would imagine if anything really major happened, we would record a pickup or something. Cause you know, like let's say Sony comes out, you know, cause let's, cause the reason why I say that is if we're planning on still recording on the weekends, Right. But we're not going to release until Wednesday. And this is just because weekends are becoming harder and harder to schedule. So um, we're giving ourselves a couple extra days of room and we could miss a news point in there. We would obviously get it the next week. But let's say like on a Tuesday, uh, Sony comes out and announces PlayStation 6 or some shit like that. Mm. Like I think that it – would be pretty reasonable that we would try to get something out ASAP, even if it's just like a short, like a mini episode, episode or something like that. Yeah, some sort of content. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, don't, I mean, I don't know that anybody really listens to us because of, you know, we're not breaking news. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, like the, the most, yeah, like to the minute news points or anything like that. But, um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's worth mentioning just because I'm sure people are thinking about it being like, oh, well, you know, if somebody really, really gives a shit about like they need to know right away what we think about the, the next fucking piece of news from the ABK deal or something. Yeah, right. Then it's like, OK, <clears throat> well, I'm sorry you're going to have to wait an extra few days for that. But if it's something that is industry shaking, like I said, like a new console or, you know, they announce Richard two or something, then yeah, <laughs> we'll have to record a pickup, but that's all I had to say. Yeah. Don't expect to pick up unless it's fucking fire news or something. Cause yeah. that shit, you know, it's hard enough for us to do this once a week. Um, just, I mean, for instance, I'm playing on Friday. I think last week I had, I was sick on Saturday, kind of Saturday night, Sunday, I had a gig Friday and Thursday and I, I just with me playing and it's just really tough. But like I said, for the patrons, you're still going to get your episode Monday morning. That's still the plan. I'm going to try to get all this shit buttoned up on the weekend because I don't like doing this on work nights like we're doing right now. recording on a Wednesday night, dude. This is tough. You know, I got to be up at six in the morning. So um, by the time I'm done editing and doing all this, it's we're starting the podcast at seven tonight. So you know, by the time this is all done, we're done talking and this stuff gets sent out and it gets scheduled and the graphic is made and the YouTube stuff is uploaded. Dude, it's going to be like 10 o'clock tonight. So I'm definitely throwing down three hours here tonight on a work night to do this. Jake, you're throwing down some time also to sit and have a conversation with me. So, yeah, don't expect uh, don't expect the, the, the patrons. This isn't also like us trying to get money out of people to get more people to be patron subscribers, although we do appreciate it. It's, we don't expect it, but um, that's one of the perks we can offer our longtime supporters. So it's, it's going to work out that way intrinsically. That's not the goal. 
the goal is just to make sure that we can keep on a schedule and not have to delay episodes. So we're just going to push things out a little bit to give us some runway to get things done. Um, yeah, good points, Jake. Uh, how are you doing today? Good? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's anything really too much to say. Um, just long day. So trying to uh, stay... I don't. I don't know if I want to say uh, energetic. Um, and I know we we talked a little bit about maybe trying to record in the mornings on the weekends as opposed to the evenings. And I think that's a good maybe, idea. Maybe that'll that'll help with some of that a little bit. It is. It is tough to like. I was up at five and you know worked out and everything, mm. and then had a. I don't know, my work days are usually 10 or 11 hours and then stop at the store and then come home and get, you know, so it's, it's tough to stay active. And, um, it would be one thing if I was, uh, I don't, I don't have it. I don't like drinking caffeine in the evening either. Mm. So I'm not, uh, I'm not going to drink caffeine before doing the podcast because I want to make sure I can sleep tonight. Right. Makes sense. But not trying to complain enjoyed my birthday yesterday yeah happy belated uh, which was which was pretty pretty neat um i got stung by another bee this past weekend so my whole fucking leg was swollen uh that's always awesome um but other than that it's been uh, oh yeah i talk about that in a minute but yeah very good very good very good I don't have a whole lot to say, except I just got put on a show. I'm playing with uh, Rookie of the Year in Erie, doing a solo set, which is crazy. Really? Yeah, they're like a big band in 2014, 2015, I think. Um, I don't know, 12 years ago, they were kind of like emo, pop punk. They're coming down to Erie and doing an acoustic set. And uh, the singer apparently knows who I am, uh, according to the promoter. He was like, he was really stoked I was going to be on the show because he knew some of my older bands. I was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, so they just booked that mm. September 9th at Voodoo Brewery, and uh, that's going to be in Erie, Pennsylvania. I'll be doing a solo set, and um, maybe there will be some people there, which would be awesome. Um, I did uh, go to a concert on Tuesday last week, went and saw Ben Nichols play, and uh, got to meet him. It was awesome. We hung, we hung out briefly, and we talked, and I got a picture with him, which was kind of cool. He's uh, a songwriter I've always kind of looked up to. Really nice dude. Really weird. Like, I, I asked him a question. I, I asked him, he doesn't know me from fucking anybody, but I was like, yo, dude, like, I got I to know. Like, when you write music, I said, I'm a songwriter myself. I said, do you usually write lyrics or the music first? And he goes, dude, music all the time, 100% music. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're a lyricist, though, man. Like, your lyrics are good. He goes, that's the hard part. He goes, I was like, exactly. Don't you want to get the hard part out of the way and then have that fuel the music? He's like, no, man, I can't do it that way. I can't do it that way. And I'm like, that, dude, that's the only way I can really do it. And we were both like, kind of like looking at each other like, what the fuck's wrong with you? But that was an interesting conversation. And he also, uh, for the folks who know that I like Cormac McCarthy, Ben, ben Nichols has a brother. I think his name is Jeff Nichols. I actually don't know his name. I can tell you in one second. And he's a, he's a movie director. Um, and I'm not going to tell you what he told me that his brother might be working on, 
But uh, I will tell you that we did start talking about Cormac McCarthy because um, Ben Nichols is a um, uh, he's a big fan of Cormac McCarthy, as am uh, myself. And uh, yeah, he uh, his brother directed a movie called Mud with one D. Matthew McConaughey was in it. It was really good. Um, Jeff Nichols is his name. Yeah, he wrote and directed this movie Mud with Matt McConaughey. But um, we were talking about Cormac McCarthy, and uh, surprisingly, Ben Nichols has a solo record, um, five, six songs, maybe, maybe seven, I don't know, called uh, uh, Last Pale Light in the West. And it's it, like he's outwardly just in the interviews have told people that like he stole lines straight out of that book for lyrics because he found it so moving um, out of Blood Meridian. And uh, my buddy Donnie was with me, and, and Donnie asked him, I was like, so what did you have to do to get permission to, like, bite so hard off of Cormac's work? And he goes, honestly, he goes, I didn't do anything. And, and we're like, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I just wrote it. And uh, I just, in every interview, every step of the way, I never claimed that, like, any of those stories were mine. I always said I, I was completely inspired by, and, in fact, I stole lines straight out of Cormac's work to write these songs. And uh, I'm like, we're like, that's crazy. And he's like, yeah, dude, I didn't do anything. And he's like, he goes, here's the kicker. Cormac McCarthy died. And like, he, he had like this, he was part of the Santa Fe Institute. And they said part of the national uh, archive, um, they've included Ben's record with Cormac McCarthy's shit. And he's like, he goes, I, he goes, I don't fucking believe it. That's what they told me. He goes, I got to get down there and see it there in person. He goes, I can't believe that they would even do that. He goes, what an honor, you know, such a nice guy. Um, hmm. But I was really stoked to see him play solo, and uh, that was part of the bike riders tour. And uh, man, I'm I'm glad they always say like, don't meet your 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 heroes or the people you look up to because they can they can immediately just fucking let you down and be pricks or assholes or whatever. So you, you kind of like. Are a little apprehensive about talking to people, but he seems like such a down to earth guy. And all the interviews I've ever read, I was like, I'm going to try to meet him. And when he was done, he was just walking around, greeting people, shaking hands. And I was like, dude, I'm sticking around for this shit. I got to meet this guy. Uh, and it was great. And uh, so we had a chat. And uh, he does this, Jake, he has this thing called the Bike Riders Tour. And you're a motorcyclist more than I am. They, he, he, before Lucero kind of got big, he, he, he was still in Lucero, but he was going out and doing a motorcycle tour. He would pack his guitar, that's it, book a tour, and just go use whatever fucking setup the venues had called the Bike Riders Tour. And uh, that's what he did. And, and he they came through and they played the Thunderbird in uh, Pittsburgh. And I have an inkling. He does this every year. And it's not super sold out, but it's also not like scantily, like scarcely attended or whatever the hell you want to call it. But um, – I have a feeling that yours truly would fit great on this tour. And uh, if I just get my bike riding chops up just to scotch, I'm going to fucking try to get on this tour. I don't think it's going to happen. But, like, how many singer-songwriters are out there riding motorcycles that would, like, fit in with that crowd? Dude, I'm a shoe-in. Like, got to make it happen. Got to make it happen. You got to get a a motorcycle worthy of a tour like that. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I, I I get that. I mean, I don't know. I'm probably not going to take my dad's fat boy, but I mean, like, Jesus, it'll get... That would be what you'd want. Yeah, I know, but it, but it would probably give me... It would be me, less comfortable. Probably give me enough reason, though, to, like, buy a fucking bike for once. I definitely wouldn't... I'd probably get an Indian Chief if I had to. Just fucking go yeah, balls out, dude. But, 
dude, I'm telling you, like, uh, I got to figure this shit out. I got to make it, make this happen. Take two weeks off work. Go fucking ride around the U.S. with Ben Nichols for two weeks and uh, play music at nice venues. It's all I want in life. One time. Give me that. That's it. And then you can just take me out. <laughs> yeah, it's that's uh that's wild. I so in an unrelated note, yeah. music is frustrating from a musician's perspective uh who play um or it's not even necessarily from the perspective of somebody who plays music, but so much as just the perspective of somebody who appreciates the art of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah and I were watching YouTube over the weekend, and I saw we we watched a a music video of a band doing a cover of "Sweet Child of My, Sweet Child of Mine" from okay. Guns N' Roses, famous song. Yeah. Um, wasn't a particularly impressive performance of the song. It had a female vocalist. Oh, it wasn't bad. Like they did a good job, but it wasn't particularly impressive. It, it and on YouTube, sixty million views. How? Sixty million views. Yeah. Welcome what to my the world, man. Fuck. Yeah. Seriously. Like, and I, I'm not even saying that you have to, you know, appreciate. You know, to be honest, like singer-songwriter shit is never going to get those kind of views. It's never going to happen. It's too in the weeds. It's most people are not going to – it's not – you're not going to get 60 million views on – But it takes a in, cover unless you're, song. Unless, unless you're literally like fucking writing a song like Operator or something like that, you're not going to get 60 million views. And well, even nowadays you're not, dude. Right, right. So – um it's just – it's so weird that uh, – Like the song you came up with is Operator. Like that dude, was that – that's I mean, the standard. <laughs> like, dude, if you read Operator, you might get the views. <laughs> it is a great I mean, song. Have you fucking heard the song? Yes. It's like – it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Um, But I mean, yeah, obviously that's a 50-year-old <laughs> song at this point. But, uh, you know, it's just – it just is so weird to me that everybody – likes music in some capacity yeah. very few actually don't listen to music or don't care about music at all mm. but like i don't it's 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 not even necessarily what was hurting my brain whenever this this we watched this video was not necessarily that a cover band or a cover of a song get got 60 million views because you know we're used to uh audiences liking cover bands more than they like original music i mean they just want to hear shit that they know as far as like you know live performances go what confuses me is like to me watching a band play a cover of a famous song is akin to watching and this is where it's going to relate to the podcast is akin to watching streamers play video games mm. like i'm a gamer and i do not understand why people want to watch other people play video games and i know that you stream some and i i get that you have that interaction with your with the people that not many watch and stuff like yeah. that you know but like to me 
it's like if you take out the actual playing part of the experience, it's the whole thing is pointless. Like I'll just watch a movie. And so like in a, but to be fair, I'm not a big movie or TV fan either, so <laughs> that could be part of it as well. But it's like why cuz it would be one thing if you were like a you were like a um a musician and you were appreciating like the nuance that somebody put into the cover of this famous like song or something like that. Like if you mix it up like a little that. bit or you got a different R- take. Right. But like just watching some like garage band play a, a passable version of a famous song like what is the attraction? Why why do people want to watch that? Like and and I'm not I'm not judging anybody that wants to watch it. I'm trying to understand it. Dude, well I'll say this and also, it, dude. Not to not to interject, but to your point, it's the same reason I have trouble understanding why people want to go watch a mediocre band play cover songs for three hours. It's the same fucking thing. Like I get that well, you're they, out and about, but it's like you're drunk. You like uh, hearing shit that you know, getting the crowd into it. I I don't know, but man. it's like. So would you, you know, rather the, go watch someone play a video game in a movie theater? Like on a big screen, and have a drink while you watch I, I someone think, else game. Well, like if, if you want to, if you want a more direct analog, yeah, help me. if you want a more direct analog, what I'd be more interested in going to an actual live esports competition mm-hmm. versus watching somebody stream on Twitch. Yes, definitely. Right. Right. So, like, um, just because there's an energy there that's not, you can't translate that through the fucking screen. Mm. Just like you know, watching a good cover band. Like a good bar band play live because of the crowd and the energy and the alcohol and like everything. Like it's a different experience. You get that. It could be the shittiest song in the world, but you still absorb the energy from everybody around you. (laughs) Whereas like when you're sitting on your fucking couch on your phone on YouTube watching some, you know, high school band play a cover of, I don't know, fucking uh, Crocodile Rock or something. It's like. I don't know why I keep pulling these like old songs out, but like it's just I don't like to me none of and maybe this is the maybe this is the COVID thing, but like I cannot get the same energy transference through a TV screen as I can through a live performance. Like for example, I love I love I don't love all sports. I I can appreciate most sports. I love playing golf. I'm not good at it, but I love playing golf. I can only tolerate watching golf for so long. Right. But I've been to the U.S. Open when it was in Pittsburgh, and that's exciting. It's like baseball is another example. I think baseball on television is one of the most boring fucking things on the planet. But going to baseball games is exciting. (laughs) So I I don't know. This is getting really tangential here. So maybe we should move on. But I, I guess I guess this moral of the story is do what you want, like what you want. I have no judgment about anybody who likes or does any of these things. I just I I'm I can't relate, and I don't know why. And Sarah was like, "Oh well, it's like I can understand why people like watching t- Twitch streamers because it's like watching sports." And I'm like, "I guess I can maybe understand that from a very base level." Yeah. But like I don't know. I don't know like it's it's so weird. It's so weird to me. I it, and maybe if I got down and I really like 
played. I guess part of the problem too is that like in Twitch streaming, you get the perspective of that one person. Whereas like whenever you're watching a hockey game, for example, you get the whole view of the field, you get the commentary, you get, so maybe, maybe I would be more interested in watching like esports or something, but I, I don't know. Let's talk about something else. I'm, I'm fucking going on too long about this. I'm really yeah. digressing hard. This here. is, this is definitely a cafeteria <laughs> table conversation. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, it is what it is, but regardless uh, we need to figure out how to record a cover song and then just make a video of us playing like a Tom Petty song. That'll get us some uh, interest. <sighs> I will say, let me just say else, this: like fucking Cardi B or something. Let me just say this, and then and then we will drop it. We'll drop the conversation. We'll move on to what we're playing. When we play original song after original song after original song, nobody's like getting up and leaving. People are kind of you're looking around. People are into it. But it's unfamiliar to them. And then the second we play a cover song, everybody's tuned in. And then when we play the next original, people are tuned in. And it's just like you almost need to set that baseline to show that you know what the fuck you're doing. It's weird. It's like when we play a cover song and it sounds good, people are like, holy shit, these guys are really good. But they can't they yeah, can't yeah. pull an original song out out of what we're doing and be like that's a good song they, they don't have the capacity to do it or maybe all their songs just suck but I don't think that's the case they just not they're not able just to, need to you have to captivate the audience first I think it's fucking weird man because I'm I'm different I guess you know we're musicians I don't know I can appreciate a good song when I hear one um, or passion when I see it anyways uh, let's get into games that we are playing every episode Jake and I talk briefly about some games that we're diving into and today there will be no exception Jake I'm going to go through real quick some of the games that I've I was laying sick on the couch all weekend and uh, I downloaded PGA 2K23 um, it's fine it's just like the last one I played I, I, it may even be the same one that I've already played I don't remember um, but there was nothing fantastical about it. It was a golf game. I tried Operation Breakpoint by Tom Clancy, the Ghost Recon game, because I heard you could customize characters and make G.I. Joe figures. Uh, these games were all free for me being a PlayStation uh, uh, whatever subscriber. Um, and uh, I played the first like intro, and then like all of a sudden, every time I would go to fucking try to – the, the UI was absolutely fucking disastrous. It's a Ubisoft game. I had no idea where I was supposed to go. I would go somewhere, and then I'd get like fifteen fucking tips that would show up, and they'd break into sub sub menus. Would have sub menus, and be like, "Oh, by the way, you can do this. You can do that. Oh, don't forget if you look at this point, you can spend it this way, and you can use these these skill sets and these traits. And don't forget, you have AI operators on your team, and you can customize all of their loadouts by using skill points for them. And then don't forget that you know, you know you, here's how you control them. You got to depress like the L one, and then control this, and then you can tell them what to do. And you could use a drone and you could do and I'm just like nope done deleted it done did wasn't worth it so and then it so then I was like I'm gonna get back into cyberpunk 2077 game's good uh played a little bit set it down got restless and then there was a game they kept throwing in my face on my uh, PlayStation screen and it was cursed golf which is a 2d golf game which is mm -hmm. somehow a roguelite golf game 
that you have to complete 18 holes back to 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 get out of purgatory. And uh, the holes change every time you lose. And the way it's set up is that um, you get skill points, you get coins or whatever, and very much like uh, what's what's the card game that's a roguelike that, that I liked? Oh, oh uh, you know what I'm talking about? It wasn't Inscription. Slay the Spire. What was it? Slay the Spire. Yeah, it's like Slay the Spire, so you get to pick your trajectory. After you get past a certain point, you can go left and get like um, unlocks, or you can go right and like take on another hole. Um, and you do these different things. And the first I made it was through three holes. And it was just like, they're like little, it, it's not golf like you think. Like there are obstacles, there are cards you can play for your shots. One drops the ball. Like as soon as you press circle, wherever it's at in its trajectory, just drops straight down. Shit like that. Um, it was cute. But uh, again, I spent enough time with it. Three holes in, died once, tried to replay a couple holes. And I'm like, I'm, I'm deleting. Delete. That's what's nice about being a plus subscriber is that you have the liberty to like just say nope, not today, and then just delete the game. Like you try it. If it's for you, great. If it's not, get rid of it. So those are the, the four games that I dove into over the last week. Um, and it's so hard to justify buying games when you have all these free ones that, that are kind of on your list. But I do got to get into Final Fantasy. I got to... I want to do Octopath Traveler. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Alan Wake's coming out in October. I don't know what the hell I want to do, man. But anyways, um, I still want to do the Queen DLC pack for Beat Saber. But um, all that aside, that's what I've been playing. Jake, what about you? Uh, I beat Final Fantasy 16. Um, Congratulations. This morning, actually. So I haven't had a chance really to play anything else. But I did finish the game i may i'm i may step back in and just top off a couple of side quests that that people say are really good but that that won't take very long and then um so i think this i know i said i was going to try to get to it before this podcast but i haven't had a chance so i think this weekend unless something else tickles my fancy i'm probably going to jump into quake 2 um but yeah i just Finish Final Fantasy 16. It's pretty fucking awesome. The game is too long, but I did really enjoy it. Uh, and I do recommend it for anyone who has any kind of interest in action games. It's The RPG elements are not very heavy. Um, there's some pretty good... Uh, you have the, a pretty good ability to kind of customize your moveset to the way that you want to play. And it's not like super deep, so it's, nothing's really going to get you... Uh, Nothing's really going to get you confused or overwhelmed, I don't think. Uh, once you kind of get the dodge mechanic down, and you get in the parry mechanic, and you get the uh, kind of the the, the uh, what do they call that the the stagger system down, um, it's awesome. It that it probably has. I, I'll be honest with you. I hate boss fights in video games. I just think that they're antiquated. We don't need them anymore. Generally, I think that they're they're the worst parts of a lot of video games. But this game is an example of something where I this game probably has the best boss fights in any game I've ever seen. They're so good. The spectacle, the presentation, the music, everything is just absolutely fucking amazing. Um, so if anybody is interested, I recommend checking it out. Especially if if you're if 
if you're not sure and it goes on sale, then I definitely recommend it. But if you're really not interested in, in getting beat up for the long haul or whatever, whatever, uh, yeah, maybe wait for a sale. But uh, I don't know. I loved it, and it's honestly. I'd have to go back and look at the other games I've played this year, but it might be my game of the year so far. Ooh, I really, really liked it. It was just it was just too long, in my opinion. But I do really like it. Very good. Yeah. It's it's definitely on my list. I just I just can't foresee a reality in which I get to it anytime soon. Um Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, you gotta have a chunk of time to set aside for it. It's not like it's you know, something you just play over a weekend or something. Yeah. Well, usually we talk about uh, we get into channel comments, uh, listener feedback, that kind of stuff. Dude, we had zilch, and we even gave people extra time to get back to us. We had absolutely nothing. Um, uh, our buddy Big Box disappeared. We miss you, Big Box. Uh, I posted a little video saying that I was sick, and uh, we were going to delay 291. And uh, we had a message from J1 that said, get well. It's not your fault. We'll wait. So I appreciate that, J1. And uh, essentially, man, I just kind of appreciate um, you guys still staying tuned in. This is where the algorithm kind of screw us, man. Um, you know, and that's one of my fears of releasing this off this episode off the algorithm. We got to kickstart that back up by just getting back on maybe a Wednesday release day and uh, just get consistent again. Mm-hmm. We haven't been inconsistent. We've had two episodes in the last, God, I don't know, 70 some that two or three maybe that were, you know, two just happened to be close to one another. But, um, yeah, dude, I guess what I want to do is get into the news and there are quite a bit of points here and I know it's a work night. So, um, we'll talk at length about the things that we naturally want to talk about and other things here we can just kind of let go and, uh, just put them out there for the listeners to feedback on or whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, this is a brand new news point. And uh, this one kind of comes at a uh, resounding uh, negative reaction, which is kind of disappointing. Sony has announced new pricing for PS Plus. And they do so after maybe their worst month of game announcements for the year um, for PS Plus subscribers. So it's getting right to the numbers. PS Plus Essentials is increasing from $59.99 to $79.99, which, which is a $20 increase. That's a lot. Yeah. PS Plus Extra. That's a 30%. That's a 33.333 whatever percent increase. That's fucking insane. Yeah. So PS Plus Extra is increasing from $99.99 to $134.99, which is a $35 increase. PS Plus Premium is increasing from $119.99 to one hundred and fifty nine ninety nine, so a forty dollar. So we're getting a twenty dollar increase on essentials, which is almost mandatory at this point to play online and have cloud storage. It is mandatory. The twenty, so eighty dollars a month for that. We're getting an increase a year, a year, thirty five dollars more a year for extra, and then forty dollars more for premium. So with that, so being, it looks like everything basically has gone up, like. 30 to 35 percent that's yeah that's crazy i mean i still think it's worth it especially the extra tier but it's crazy that they they announced like they jumped this much at one go like i do wonder um 
you know, when like there's going to be some kind of crazy pricing increase for for Game Pass. I have to imagine like if PlayStation Plus is increasing this much, like I, I wonder if there's like something coming. I think what's driving this is all the fucking attorney fees to pay for for this Microsoft Xbox fucking acquisition <laughs> shit. They got to pay this. I, 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 I doubt that. But like, um, like maybe they're doing this ahead of Spider-Man or something because maybe there's some feature that's going to be added. Or maybe they know they've got some hits on their hands with the upcoming uh, uh, live service games that they're working on. And maybe they're like, let's increase the price now, rip the sticker off or rip the Band-Aid off, and then hit them with some some – some juicy stuff. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to see. But that's a pretty pretty heavy price increase. It's really disappointing, actually. Like I, I mean, I get inflation. I understand how it works. But it's. I don't know. It, it's disappointing. Because it kind yeah, of- it would have been. I mean, I don't think it would have been so bad if they would have been like, okay, we're going to increase it ten bucks, and then maybe next year they increase it another ten bucks or something like that. Like, but just, I mean, but I guess maybe this is just it. They're going to rip off the band aid and be like thirty five dollars uh, increase for extra now, and then if they don't change the price for another five years, then okay, that's not a big deal. But if they turn around and fucking pr- increase the price again next year, Fuck that noise. like you know, like Netflix is doing, like every fucking six months they're sending me an email being like, "We're increasing the price one dollar a month," and it's like, okay, well, I, I used to pay seven dollars a month for Netflix, now I'm paying like fucking twenty dollars a month for it. Mm-hmm. It's like if they're gonna do that shit, then I, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess it's like death by a thousand really cuts, have dude. Have it, but it's what it is. I mean, honestly, I don't even really need it. Except for the clouds, the cloud storage, I like that. But other than that, I mean, I could get away without the extra. But it is nice to have for the library of games. I don't know that I use them much. I mean, I used them when I was down for the count this weekend, but not one of the games that I downloaded for free, quote unquote free. Did I? Would have I ever purchased? I mean, I just got them because they were available, and they're already pretty much deleted. So I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to start yeah, giving I, us more games. Maybe I mean there was a few games on there that I that I played that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, like Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, Stray was really good. I will say I did. Um, I did play Stray. Yeah. But I, I like you said. It's not like I'm. But I don't know that it's really like. We're really the target for that. I mean, I, I think that like Cyberpunk was another one that I played because it was on PS Plus. I didn't buy it, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, it's entirely possible. Ride Four. I'm just. I'm just, sorry. I'm scrolling through my PSN profiles. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is insane. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure they have the reasons, but um, you know, this seems it just seems a little extreme if you're asking me. I'm not happy about it, you know. I mean, I got I got bills myself. I, you know, this is a hobby for me. I don't want to pay that much money to uh, for a service I don't really use. Um, you kind of boondoggled into buying it, though. At least the uh, essentials and the way they have a price, it's like, well, if I'm paying eighty dollars a month for essential for for essentials, I might as well pay the one fifty or the one thirty five now for extra. 
You know, they're so similarly priced. It's almost like yeah. Now that I think about it, maybe I should get on there and freaking re up my subscription now. I'm really close to being to, to needing to do it. Yeah, because it's like fucking seven days. It's like a week from today is when it's going up. They're changing the price in about a week. Yeah, so if you're a subscriber, now might be the time to start stacking. If it'll let you, I don't even know if they let you do it anymore. All right. Well, Jake. With that being said. How about we talk about the new PlayStation Plus games coming to uh, PlayStation in September? And uh, they're not great. We're getting Generation Zero on PS4, the massive multiplayer online uh, game Black Desert, and we're getting Saints Row. So I've heard Black Desert is really good, um, but uh, it's an MMO, so I won't play it. And I've heard Saints Row has gotten a lot better. But uh, I don't know. That game, it took such a such an optical hit. I don't know that anyone's going to really want to play it. Although it's free, so why the hell not? And then I've, heard, I've just heard Generation Zero just isn't good. So um, you're right. This is a pretty, pretty bad month. Lackluster, especially to announce something like this. So I don't know. Moving on to the next news point, man. Uh, this is a big one, and I know J1 was interested in probably hearing us talk about this, but the uh, the PlayStation Portal is what they're calling the new PlayStation handheld device. And uh, we finally get a price on this, right? And it's going to be $199, $199.99, so 200 bucks for this unit. Um, speaking of which, Sony did come out recently, and they said that they're aiming to get the battery life of this uh, PlayStation Portal to match that of the the PS5 controller. Um, my opinion is that's not really a fantastic goal. The PS5 controller doesn't last very long, but it's also probably why they're able to price this unit at 200 bucks. Um, I don't know how you could expect more, though. It's a PS5 controller with, with a screen. screen, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have um, anything you'd like to talk about that? I don't know. I, I think that this is, I don't know if I'm going to rush out and buy one of these, but I think that the price is reasonable. I think it's at the top end of what you could reasonably charge for this but uh if it comes out and people really really like it and i have a couple extra bucks i might think about buying one just to be able to you know remote play while i'm in bed or something like that yeah um because i don't really play my vita anymore and i hate uh i hate playing games on my phone so um i might be interested but it does seem kind of big so I don't know what the hell you're supposed to do with it when you're not using it. Uh, you need like a freaking rack or something, like a gun rack to hang it on. I don't know. It's really large. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also one of those things, man. Where I just don't. Do you fee, do you personally feel like the price point's fine? The two hundred bucks. Yeah, I like I said, I think it's I think it's at the absolute maximum of what they can charge for it. But it certainly could be better. It'd be better if it was like one fifty. There, you were never going to get this for a hundred bucks, but the fact that it's no more expensive than their elite controller or their you know whatever their pro controller is, I think is it keeps it within that like accessory price range, right. and I think that that's reasonable because hmm. you need this thing about as much as you need a freaking pro controller. So unless you're like you know need it for handicap reasons or you're I don't know, so that's kind of my take on it, I guess. 
All right, fair enough. I don't know how I feel about it. It has, I just, I, I, it's not anything I'm really interested in having in my house. It's just going to sit somewhere and never be used. It need to be constantly recharged because I don't use it, <laughs> and then I'll lose the cord, and uh, that yeah. that'll be what it becomes. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move forward. Next news point is one that was kind of surprising. We had an announcement from Polyarc, who's the developer of Moss. Um, they've made a live service multiplayer VR game that is currently in early access on MetaQuest 2 right now. Um, there is a VR2 version being planned. And this game is going to be in the Moss universe. It's going to be called Glass Breakers Champions of Moss. It's going to be a one versus one battle game where you get to choose a fighter that has obviously like a unique ability who is already in existence, I think, in the world of Moss. And uh, interesting, man. I don't know how I feel about this. Is this one of the live service games Sony has been talking about? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. Sony, because it's Sony on, doesn't own. It's on MetaQuest. Say, Sony doesn't own. The live service games Sony's talking about are first party. So I. Or or second party and and Polyarch is neither, so I the, I wouldn't think this would be related. You have yet to play any Moss games, is that correct? I played the demo for the first one and I liked it, but I haven't uh, I haven't beaten any of them. Any interest in this? No, because it's multiplayer. I, I I like I would I would go back and play the the Moss book one and two before I would even think about looking which i highly recommend you still do regardless of whether you're interested yeah. in this or not yeah it's they're fantastic games well um this is also an interesting thing speaking of vr and and maybe the potentiality of maybe one of our favorite vr things coming to fruition gamatsu uh has uncovered recent trademarks that are alluding that there we could see a resurgence of astrobot um, some uh, trademarks were filed by Sony for the Astrobot character in Europe. Um, so everybody's speculating whether there is, after all, an, uh, an Astrobot game coming to the PSVR 2. And uh, weird that it's only in Europe, but, I mean, maybe that's where they needed to be filed. I don't know how this stuff works. I would be super stoked on an Astrobot game. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, I hope it's not a VR game, but I, hope I think it is. that uh, what, I just think it'd, it'd reach a broader audience if it wasn't. I mean, it, I, like I think it'd be cool for them to do another rex, rescue mission or whatever to support the VR. But uh, it would be nice if it was playable outside of VR as well. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I I I want a VR Astrobot full on fucking game because the VR needs it. Needs it, and we need yeah. our Astrobot back, dude. So, Definitely. yeah, yeah. So, a, a news point that we've obviously not been talking about yet this episode that I wanted to bring up briefly, and we'll just touch briefly on some things that, that came up is uh, opening night live happened at Gamescom. Gamescom is underway. In fact, I think it's over at this point. But uh, there were some standouts during opening night live. Now, there weren't big announcements or anything, but there were some some new things. And uh, Jake, let's get started with some of the things that I was surprised by. Little Nightmares 3 was announced. Mm -hmm. You know I like Little Nightmares 1 and 2. Yeah. 
Little Nightmares 3. Pretty exciting. I haven't played... Uh, they, those games look super cool, but I haven't played any of them. I know my brother's super into them, too. Him and his wife play through them. And I think if I... I think I saw somewhere um, that Little My- Nightmares 3 is actually going to have, like, a co-op component, too. Uh, which is neat. Because I know how well that game It Takes Two has done. And maybe they'll do something kind of in that vein but in like the kind of horror thriller style spooky style of little nightmares that'd be kind of neat yeah yeah i agree that would be really cool i don't like the idea of it being exclusively two-player but i think it might be oh sure sure i think it could be i think it could be i don't know yet i don't know if they've come out and said one way or the other but um i'm just happy to see that franchise still still rolling forward um, the the other thing, uh, another another standout, and we don't need to really talk about this, but Honkai Star Rail is getting a PS5 tech uh, tech test, and uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We got some gameplay of the patch that was released. Um, we actually got to see it in action finally. How some of these updates to Cyberpunk are going to hit the game, and uh, they did indicate. That the the Phantom Liberty um, takes place after a certain mission, but they're going to allow people who've beaten the game to just load that game save, and then you'll get a phone call or something or a text. And uh, much like other games that do this, um, you can also just jump straight to the Phantom Liberty mission, the stuff um, from a new from a new game. But your character will lack, I would imagine, the development at that point. So. Um, that was interesting. Cyberpunk 27 patch gameplay. Um, we got a little bit of Alan Wake 2 extended stuff, uh, extra gameplay, and I wanted to talk about this briefly. And it's not I'm, – I'm not going to break all these down on the YouTube channel for all the different timestamps. This is just going to fall under Gamescom opening night live. But uh, the Alan Wake 2 stuff, um, there was a, an article that came out recently on Push Square that indicated that that Alan Wake 2 is – being developed at Remedy by like a smaller team than one would expect because it looks so freaking fantastic. And uh, this game is garnering a lot of traction and attention. I didn't mm-hmm. watch the extended stuff because I already know I'm, I'm all in day one on this game. 100% I'm in. I don't want to know anything else about it. Which is really interesting because I think I'm the... Uh, I'm probably like an outlier here where like I didn't like Control whatsoever, which is also a Remedy game, in which also the world of Control and the world of Alan Wake are, are intertwined. But I really like fucking Alan Wake. So like I'm like, I don't understand why I dislike Control so much. I think the story of Alan Wake just made more sense to me, and that's why I liked it. But I don't know. Hopefully there's not a lot of crossover in Alan Wake 2 with Control. I hope that there's not because I'm going to be really fucking disappointed if they pull some weird shit at the end. Is it that you didn't like the story of Control or that you didn't like how it was presented to you because it's confusing with all the things you have to read and all that kind of shit that make it sort of difficult to to navigate um, in your mind? I did a, I, I a uh, takeaway on Control, my, my experience with it, and you can watch it on YouTube, not you, Jake, but the listeners. And uh, if I recall... My issue was was that I I literally only had a semblance of an idea of what the fuck was going on in this game. I had just about zero clue on anything that was going on. 
I don't know how I, I didn't the live action stuff didn't bother me so much, and I know there's going to be live action in Alan Wake Two. They said some live action stuff that's just implemented into the game. I, it is what it is. There, I think there was a little bit of that in the first Alan Wake. Also, it's a remedy. It's like their fucking trademark. It's their touch. It's their chef's kiss on their games. They do this weird integration of live action uh, acting in their games. But, dude, I the story of Control, like when I play a game, I want to know why my character thinks they need to do the things that they're doing. And I had nothing zilch in control. It's just like, go to this waypoint, fight some fucking people. Go to this point, pick up some things, read something that makes zero fucking sense. You know, go do, you can, I gotta unlock a fucking door and it's like, okay, the door opens into like this weird ether world and like you're just fucking in there and there's more bad guys and you're running from them trying to shoot them and, the, and the, you're, you're talking about shit, your character is saying stuff that doesn't make any sense. No, granted, maybe I just wasn't in this game to begin with. Maybe I, I just wasn't all in like I should have been or needed to be. But playing that game and not having a fucking clue what's going on, it, it was torturous for me. The, the game mechanics were fine. I didn't know if the game was supposed to be scary. I didn't know if the game was supposed to be like interesting. I didn't know if the game was supposed to be like frenetic and action-paced or like thoughtful. It was like an amalgamation of all these fucking things wrapped into one thing and it almost felt like Remedy didn't know what the fuck they were, they were making. To me, clearly they have a, something that they think that they've built and and a lot of fans would agree that yes, they've built something special. To me, as a writer, it just felt so aimless, aimless and lost. And it was just like I don't know. Like you're trying to be tricky and meta, and for the sake of that, let alone not for the sake of telling any any interesting story. And it just it was like, um, let me blow your mind. Gravity's not real. And and, have, and want the room just to be like, whoa! It's like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, okay. Like, I don't know. You got to do better than that, right? For me. Like, I was just annoyed by the fucking game. I'm, obviously, I'm hot about this. Like, thinking about my experience because I wanted so badly to like it. Because the, the gameplay was good and the graphics were great. And, like, it was – I was like, man, this is a game I could get behind. But I had no clue what was even happening, man. It, it And it was longer than it needed to be. I got lost many times, which might be on like they're de by design on purpose. Like, you're not supposed to really know what the fuck you're supposed to do. But like, I just wanted it to make sense. So every step of that game, I was trying to push the story forward for and like a, a eureka moment that like things were going to click for me. And I just I couldn't progress the story because I didn't know where to go. And when the story progressed, it just fed me more bullshit that made no sense. And I was like, well, maybe the next fucking thing they do will make sense. And by the time I got to the end, I was like, that's that's it. This is it. I don't know what I just experienced. But I think for some people that translates to genius. To me, it just doesn't. Like it didn't read right. Like Alan Wake can be kind of confusing. Like is he is he in the dark world? Now forever, is he a writer? Was this island even ever real? Some of the characters like the like the the lady 
kind of looks like your wife at times? Is your friend really a friend? Is he in a, is he like part of your imagination? Like I had that much to grab onto that it was interesting. Literally for control, didn't have anything. Like nothing. I'm just out there fucking doing this game. And I'm just like, I don't even fucking know. Like I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Like and maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I missed one key document that maybe explained it. But like, dude, just watch my fucking takeaway. Like I, I didn't know what the game was trying to be. Like I didn't get it. Like it's completely over my head. Either I'm an absolute fucking moron, or I missed something, or that's what it's supposed to be. It's like nobody knows, and that's why you know no one can tell you what that game's about to this day. Like find me someone that can explain control. Like I, I don't. If you, I, w- I bet if you Google control story breakdown on YouTube, you would find someone in two seconds. Yeah, dude, I bet you're the- right. But I would be like, how? How did you get there? You, I think I think you're just butthurt because it's over your head. That's all, dude. You play <laughs> play the game. Tell me what you think. That's all I'm gonna fucking say. You play control. Okay. Don't watch any fucking trailers. Don't watch any explanations. You play this fucking game and you tell me what it's about. I challenge you. You might Fair have enough. an idea, like, but you're not going to be able to fucking tell me what happened. Like, you're just going to be like, yeah, there were these fucking monsters and like staplers were attacking me and like I was controlling gravity with my mind. And why? How? What? What? Uh, anyways, that's enough, dude. The next thing, <laughs> Lords of the Fallen got a story trailer. First Descendant got another trailer. These are things at Gamescom opening that live. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 campaign gameplay I watched, which looked really good. I always like this shit. Again, the campaign, Jake and I, we talk at length about how they should just release the campaign. It's an independent release. Looked fucking dope. And then Flashback 2 got an extended trailer. So that's all I have about that. Um, there was a game called Retrieval, uh, which is part of my next news point, but not really. I just want to say that like we were talking about Last episode about sci-fi games and how they're kind of making a comeback. This is a sci-fi cinematic horror game called Retrieval we got a trailer for. And it looks really, really good. And uh, It looks lit. I mean, it definitely has the, – the trailer has some like double-A kind of feel to it. But it visually looks great. Uh, it, you can tell that it's it's got like – Dead Space, Callisto Protocol, Resident Evil kind of vibes to it, and so I, I'm I'm mega interested in what this ends up being. I, I I can't wait to see a little bit more about it. I will say this much: I did talk briefly last episode about Fort Solace and how I thought it looked awesome. It got a really cool trailer, but people who've now played the game have said that this game is uh, missing the mark and it's just like a walking sim that's kind of pretty but like not very good or fun to play mm-hmm. which is kind of disappointing because it does look really good um, but that was another sci-fi-ish game I was talking briefly about on the episode last week and I wanted to uh, talk bring that up at least acknowledge that people are saying that game's not good I have not played it myself um, right. Moving forward, uh, man, we got a lot of stuff going on here. Tormented Souls 2 was announced. It's being developed by Dual Effect. The game is set to release in 2024 on PS5, and it's set in South America. 
Uh, the original game was uh, favored really heavily by survival horror fans, um, so this is kind of a nice surprise. Jake, did you ever play Tormented Souls, the first one? Uh, no. I don't think so, anyway. Okay. Well, it's apparently really good, and uh, there's going to get a sequel, and the trailer looks awesome. I'm not going to lie. Anything based in like South America that has to do with like poltergeist and possession and stuff, it's way more believable for some reason. Um I've been on YouTube and I've watched like uh, whatever you want to call them, um, exorcists and stuff on the street in like South America, and they're just scary to watch um, because it looks so legit. So any kind of like weird shit like that uh, down in the South uh, like that is uh, I don't know. This game looks scary as hell. And then uh, for anyone who was wondering, Pacific Drive. The uh, driving apocalyptic video game first person that I was speculating was coming to VR 2. Um, it, it has been pushed out. Uh, it got a new trailer, um, but it's delayed to 2024. But there is a new story trailer, which kind of talks about the narrative um, of this game. And this game is intriguing. And it's looking better and better every time I see anything about it. Jake, are you still at all interested in Pacific Drive? Um, I'm interested in it. It it's not like it doesn't scream. It like it doesn't jump out to me as a game that I'm like I want to like rush out and buy or play mm-hmm. or anything like that. But it's interesting and it's unique and it's kind of fresh. So I am definitely interested in it in that respect. And if I see more about it and it seems like something that I might uh get into I, I might pick it up but for now I'm, I'm kind of in a holding pattern like a wait and see sort of approach I want to know more about it before I dive in but it does seem but I am I am excited about the fact that it's something new and interesting mm. I really like the idea of it eventually showing up in VR I, I know yeah I've, it would be cool I've invented this it's probably I don't know is this why it's pushed out it just didn't want to compete is it not ready did they go back and refocus more on a narrative for the game and that's why they're showing off this narrative trailer I don't know but I think there's going to be something to this game and uh, I think it's going to it's gonna pleasantly surprise some people I'm just going based on a hunch uh, next news point Sea of Stars dude dude this is a game for my brother uh, he should be dialed into this shit and I got to talk with him about it but it's going to be an RPG. Um, it is an RPG, and it recently released on PS5 and PS4 and is available for free for PS Plus Extra members. A lot of people have a lot of really good things to say about this title. It's developed and published by Indie Studio Sabotage, and the game is a pixel art-esque old-school RPG, and it looks rad. Have you seen anything about Sea of Stars? Even the cover of the game looks old-school RPG. Yeah, yeah, it looks uh, it looks sick, um, and it's on PS Plus Extra. So this may be something that I kind of dick around with between uh, Final Fantasy and Starfield whenever that comes out. So I, I may actually pick this up and play it a little bit, but I'm not sure. I don't want to get sucked into a game like this, though. I I don't know if anybody's come out and said how long this game actually is, but these types of games can be long. Although this is more of an indie title, so maybe it's a little bit more reasonable. I'm not sure. I wonder, um, Sea of Stars, how long to beat? 
How long is 24 hours? Oh. That's not too bad. That's if you don't play that's a not- single side quest. No, it says just spread 26 fake hours. News. So 20 So it says all play styles, the median um median time to beat is 23 hours and 28 minutes. All right. And then for just main story, the average is 20 hours and 12 minutes. So that's not horrible for an RPG. But uh, I don't know. I'm interested anyway. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. It's, it's just put it on the fucking list, right? Like just yeah. write it down somewhere. Put it on your wish list. Wish list is shit. Um, uh, another quick news point. And I say quick because it, it, I don't care, but someone out there might. I mean, I care to a degree that I grew up with this for, excuse me, franchise a little bit. But uh, Robocop, Rogue City, this game's been delayed to November per the most recent game trailer. So they're pushing Robocop out to November. And uh, I don't know. This game is, is very double-A. Which there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I mean, to exist in today's world, maybe you do need, maybe you do need an existing franchise like Robocop to kind of make your money back. But like, it is interesting that this is the first Robocop game that we're getting in I don't know how long. There was an old Robocop game on Nintendo. But uh, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to buy this game. But it's it's interesting to me that they're making it. Because I'm not aware of a new RoboCop movie. Like, I don't know. what is, is this just like a labor of love for the developer? Like, what? why RoboCop, man? Yeah, it seems like it anyway. Hey, you know, it is what it is. But it got pushed out a little bit. So I don't know if that's a sign of the game not being ready or if it's more of a sign of them just trying to find a sweet spot to release it in. Um, but speaking of delays, Jake, the Suik- the Suikoden remasters are uh, being delayed to 2024 now. Um, and the developer came out and said this is to ensure the quality, performance, and gameplay experience our users deserve. So Suikoden remasters, if you're looking forward to that, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. A, le- a little bit longer on the Suikoden remasters, which is... Uh, I don't know, kind of a kind of a disappointment for probably some people. I bet you this is something my brother was interested in. I know the uh, Elysian Chronicles, I think is what it was called, is uh, mimicking uh, Suikoden. And uh, I don't know when it, that game's coming out. And maybe they're just trying to create a little space between that and the release of the remasters for Suikoden. I don't know. You know the game I'm talking about, right? The, the Elysian... Uh, 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 yeah, I know you're talking about. It. I don't think it's Elysium Chronicles. It's uh, is it Tales of Elysium or something like that? <laughs> the, the, elite, the the Destiny of Elysian El, Elysian Fire Emblems. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what the hell it's called. Weakened Spiritual Successor. It's, a, it's the Elysian Chronicles. Iudin Chron- Chronicle, 100 Heroes. Iudin Chronicles, thank you. Jesus. I didn't have that in my notes, obviously, listeners, so I saw it. I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. But yeah, I, when is that coming out? Do you, does that say on what you're looking at when that releases? The Iudin Chronicles? Uh, it just 
says it's coming in 2023. Okay, so they pushed out the Suikin remasters to 2024. So they're probably just trying to create a gap, dude. A little bit of space. Which isn't yeah. a bad idea. I mean, I'm, I'm speculating there. Um, I would do that if I were them. Just saying. Because that, that... Sure. The Aiden Chronicles has a lot of... A lot of uh, momentum right now. Next news point, Jacob. Baldur's Gate 3. Is it 3? 6. 3. 3. All right. Baldur's Gate 3 is uh, is apparently going to be releasing on PS5 before Xbox. And uh, this is hilarious um, because Sony didn't do any leveraging to make this happen. Uh, apparently, the developer of Baldur's Gate, they were just like, we need more time to get this game to run appropriately on uh, Series S. And uh, the issue is the ability to get this game to run in split-screen mode. So, dude, that's wild. So this is uh, this is a pretty old news point because... I never um, knew this. I'm pretty sure that the whole reason is because they can't get it to work on Series S, not Series X. That's what I said. I said S. And, yeah. And it, the reason why this is a problem is because Diablo has – or Diablo. I was thinking about Diablo. Um, <laughs> X, Microsoft has a has a parity policy with the X and S that all the games that run on X have to have the same features as what's on S. And I think since – this article has come out. I'm pretty sure Microsoft has waived the parity policy for this game. No, so did that, they? Uh, so yeah, so that uh, so that it can come out on X and S. Uh, they can come out on Xbox sooner because I think I think Microsoft sent engineers to uh, Larian, and even they couldn't help them get the split screen working on Series S. So I think that they're basically like you can release it on S without split screen just so you can get it out. I still don't think it's going to be coming out as soon as it is on PlayStation, but uh, it's interesting that we may be seeing more of this. So we're still going to get it earlier on PlayStation, but maybe not as early as we were going to prior previously. Yeah, Interesting. Well, the next news point is the Lords of the Fallen game has gone gold. So if you're a Souls-like person, you like these kind of FromSoft-style games, uh, it's gold, which means here we go. Here we go, dudes. Go go struggle playing a game. Go have fun. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's interesting that, that they chose to use this name. I don't really know. The first one looks like it had promise, but it just didn't really do anything um, that impressive. And so, I don't know. Hopefully their second whack at it is better and people like it. They seem to be marketing it, so I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's so hard to say. Uh, it's kind of a trend, I think, that is slowly disappearing now, these Souls-like games. I kind of feel a shift in the momentum, so to speak. I don't know, man. I, I think I, we've been seeing more of them, if I'm being honest with you. Mm. but There's just something we'll in the air. To, I, I feel something's changed. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe I am. Probably not. I'm very seldom and right about things. And uh, let me write this time down real quick. 
I'm trying to keep these notes rolling so I don't have to go to bed really late tonight. Um, but the the next news point I had here was that the uh, earliest we can expect to see Dragon Age Dreadwolf is going to be the summer of 2024. Now, Jake, I would say we'd be lucky to get it in 2024 at all because Bioware has since cut roughly 50 positions and this game seems to be a long ways off, and uh, it doesn't bode well for Bioware in general. Uh, you know, they were initially targeting a 2023 release date next month for Dreadwolf, which they are clearly nowhere near, and uh, they're way behind that. So the project was definitely reset. Dreadwolf was at one point; they just reset the whole fucking thing. And uh, let's just hope that this game doesn't find itself in some sort of developmental hell for all of the fans out there. Who appreciate Dreadwolf or uh, Dragon Age, and then also just like in general for all the people who fucking put tons of their life and time into this game, dude. I, I don't know. What do you think about all this shit? My expectation is so fucking low for this game that if it's anything better than bad, I'll be sated. If it's great, that'd be awesome surprise. But. Bioware is clearly just a husk of what it used to be. Nobody that mattered works there anymore. And this game has just been started and stopped and started and stopped and been in development for fucking ever. And so, I, and to be honest, I didn't even really like Dragon Age Inquisition all that much. So I don't know if this game is really for me, but I, I hope that it's good for the sake of it all of the Bioware and Dragon Age fans out there because a lot of them are pretty hardcore. So it could be devastating for them. And honestly, if this game is bad, I hope EA just fucking closes Bioware. Because at this point, they're just keeping them open so they can avoid the optical damage. But I... Because they would if it was any other studio, they would have closed them by now. But that's, that's my two cents on the matter, really. I, I hope that it's good. I'll be surprised if it's great but i don't have a lot of expectations for it dude i was really surprised when we looked at the amount of hours we put into games and i had dumped like 130 hours into dragon age inquisition and i'm like what the fuck happened yeah. because we we both pretty much unanimously agree it wasn't a great game um yeah it got its hooks in me somehow even though like looking back on it it just feels like a complete waste of time um yeah, I don't know. I, I tried to get into the Netflix series, the Dragon Age stuff, the animated stuff, and I got like two episodes in. I was like, I can't watch this. Like, I just don't like it. Um, Fair enough. Weird, though, because I know that was something that we talked about on the show, and I did try to try to watch it, but it just wasn't working for me. Um, next news point, which is uh, honestly the thing I'm most excited to talk about on this show. Jake and... Uh, if we're right about anything, we've been right about Warhammer Space Marines. We started, came out of the gate as a podcast talking about how the first one was amazing. We've been saying we need a new Warhammer Space Marine game. For the length of the show, all of our shows, the, the, the theme has been that that game is really good. We want another one. They announce it. We got a taste of it in a trailer. We got I believe today or yesterday, an extended gameplay trailer. All of the Gamescom initial reviews of this game have been fucking fire. All the all the people who have seen and talked about this game are just like, dude, this game's fucking awesome. It's lit. This game is amazing. 
And this nine-minute gameplay trailer... Have people played it? Huh? Have people played yes, it? Yes, people have played it. And they're yeah. saying it's awesome. Um, they can only show the, the, the gameplay footage, I think, that they've been made available to them to show on their, their streams and stuff. Yeah. But people have played it. And people are saying this game This game is... Uh, it, it is... Dude, have you watched this eight, nine-minute trailer, dude? I have. It... It it looks good, but I I I get some vibes from it. Oh no! And it looks so fucking good. It's got some double A jank to it that I'm hoping is just kind of like the what we experienced with the original, and it's not actually. Explain. Like talk more. What kind of jank are you seeing? Like there's a there's a part where he goes to he's the guy the main character is holding the the um the chainsaw sword yeah and he goes to lift up a piece of rubble and the sword just disappears out of his hand so that he can do the animation to lift the rubble and there's like another mm-hmm. section where like a tank is going through a door mm-hmm. and it looks like a fucking PS2 animation of this door falling away. Like there's just something huh. but other than like visually the game looks pretty good and I and I get this like the way that the combat is flowing feels a little bit like it looks good but I get this this concern when I watch it that it might there might be a problem with how it feels just based on the way that like enemies are jumping on his back from out of camera shot and stuff like that um but i will say there's some the like visually it looks awesome and there's some dope shit that happens where like an enemy will jump at him and he'll grab it out of the air yeah. and just like smash it on the ground and stomp on like there's just some dope ass animations uh I like a lot of what's going on. The scale um, I think this is, is awesome. just going to be – yeah, I think this is just going to be one of those games that um, I'm going to have to play to really – to really. Um, I mean I'm still excited for it, oh, no doubt. Oh, man. But I – and and I'm just – if it comes out and it's a strong like 7 or 8 out of 10 like the original one was, yeah. it will be perfect. As long as it stays in its pocket and doesn't try to do too much to where the double A thing kind of throws it under the bus. But I I want to make sure that we keep our expectations in check that Dude. this is even though it looks triple A, I don't <sighs> think it's going to be a triple A game. Because it's not being developed it's Focus Home and it's like a a developer that is is not, I guess renowned for triple a talent so i think it's gonna be good doesn't matter i mean yeah new developers can come out of the woodwork and and be great all the time or whatever but it's i'm just saying we need to we need to keep our expectations in check i believe it's gonna be good and i am very excited for it but i don't want to sit here and be like oh this is gonna be the best game ever i'm calling it right now you can you can hold your ground i'll hold mine It'll oh. be like freaking Star Wars Episode One. Everybody convincing themselves that it's good. Yeah, right, and right, it's right, like right. okay because we've been so excited for so long. Um, but yeah, I, I that said, I was really really hot on what I saw visually for sure, and I am excited to play it. I I think that yeah, I I I totally agree with what you're saying, 
But I'm okay with a little bit of jank like that. Sure. Because um, I kind of already expect a little bit of that. But the graphical enhancements compared the two games, like, they're leaps and bounds difference graphically. Is this game developed in Unreal Engine 5? I would imagine. I don't know. Because my it, it's, it seems to me, based on what we've seen in recent memory, <laughs> Every Unreal that Engine 5 a freaking toddler can make a fantastic looking game in Unreal Engine 5. Yeah, this is Because true. of the tools that they provide. Yeah, right, 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 right. So I don't want... Like we've seen a lot of games recently where we've gotten trailers for them that have blown us away visually, and I can guarantee you that every bit of half of those games are not going to be as amazing as they look. So I, I don't think that that's a that's a no. It's not. It's not going to be great. It's going to be re- so. It's going to be released on PS Five. Uh, the game has been built with Saber Interactive's proprietary engine. Which so this is done by Saber? Yeah, it's not done by Saber, is it? It's what it says. Hmm. Space Marine Two. It's being published by Focus Home Developer Saber Interactive. Okay, dude, Saber is a decent developer. Yeah, they are. It's gonna it might be, be good. It might be good. They're not, you know, they're not the best developer in the world, but they're 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 competent. So I think it, it could be pretty pretty sick. <laughs> a we developed the original one. Dude. It comes with a space marine getting ready to hack like a gene stealer in half. It looks so fucking rad. Yeah, he's like rising up out of a pool of blood. Like it's fucking that 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 uh, special edition statue is pretty dope. Yeah, they should have just included like some minis that you can paint. That would be awesome of the characters in the game. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, dude. I wish that they would release a a port of the original because we can't play the original. It's stuck on PS3. Mm-hmm. So like, because it, it's the same main character. So I'd love to like replay the original before this comes out. I think that'd be cool. But I'm there's no fucking way I'm dusting off my PS3 to play this game. Not happening. Yeah, and if you do, you might not like it as much as you remember you did. You know? Is there PlayStation? I don't think there's a port for it. Anyway, we should move on. We've been it's getting late. Dude. Well we had so much to cover because we've been gone for a minute. Alright. So for anyone who cares, Sony PlayStation Studios, the movie place, there are some rumors abound that there is a medieval film or TV show adaptation possibly incoming. Jake, I've never played this game. I could care less. Don't give a shit. Opinion? I think it looks neat. I've just never played it. The game? Um, yeah. So am I surprised that they're making a game? PS Plus or a TV show or whatever? Yeah. I heard this is live action, which to me is kind of stupid. This is the type of thing that would be great for like a CG movie or a, like an animated it's film. Like a Wes Craven like that. thing. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's, um, I don't know, it's interesting. Not really a whole lot to say, though. All right, moving forward. Uh, PlayStation has announced a new headset and new earbuds. And uh, we've talked about this real quick. Um, the Pulse Elite and the Pulse Explorer. The Pulse Elite is $149.99. The Pulse Explorer is $199.99. The 
Pulse Explorer is the wireless earbuds, and the Pulse Elite is the headset. And this is the first time Sony's offering PlayStation Link, which I understand um, will deliver low-latency, lossless audio via a USB dongle. The headsets are also compatible with Mac and PC, but the USB adapter is required, and they will be selling the USB adapter separately um, if you want additional ones. So one comes with each of the purchases, and then if you want an additional adapter, you can buy those separate for your different devices. Um, what it allows you to do is, uh, with that adapter, you can simultaneously have the headset connected to your phone, but also have it through PlayStation Link connected to your PS5 or your gaming platform at the same time. Yeah. So offering lossless audio is kind of a big deal. Um, wirelessly, it's even more incredible that they can do that. Uh, I, just, I don't know that if you have it if you have it hooked to your phone via Bluetooth, I doubt it's lossless. You, I think oh, you yeah. have to have like the link for it to be. Well, you have them both hooked up lossless. at the same time, so you have the link connected to it, so you can simultaneously run Bluetooth and link to the headset. Oh, sure, sure, but I'm saying that if you're listening to oh, music on your phone, yeah. like it's not going to be lossless. I don't. Think, I hear you because it'll be Bluetooth, not link. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you got to have the special. Um, uh, PlayStation Link is what they're calling it, and the, so it's the Pulse Elite, and then the what, what was it, the Pulse Explorer? Yeah, sorry, I'm just doing the notes while we hear Pulse Explorer, and then the next news point is, uh, let me see, what does it say? It says that the 10th annual Game Awards has been announced. And that's always in the, the winter months. It's going to be uh, December 7th, 2023. And then lastly, 7th Guest VR. We've talked briefly about it. We never saw any of what it was going to look like. We finally have a trailer to show gameplay, and it's coming October 19th, 2023, just before Halloween, which could actually be kind of cool, honestly. It's like a puzzle game. Um, you're in like a haunted mansion. and uh, It's like an adventure game, right? Um, like like uh, like mist or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yep, yep. It was made kind of like uh, it was kind of a big deal with some computer purchases back in the day when we were growing up, like the Gateway Two Thousands and stuff. I think some of those got bundled with like Seventh Guest on DVD ROM or something. And it was one of those yeah. games that was kind of uh, mind blowing at the time. But they've now made it a VR game and they've remade the game, so that's kind of cool. Well, Jake, I want to talk about new games coming out and. Um, going to keep this thing rolling forward for our listeners and the new games coming out this week or maybe they've already been released for all i know august 29th we're getting agatha christie hercule porat i can't pronounce that the london case um crossfire sierra squad uh, psvr2 which i hear is uh kind of wait did you say hercule perot yeah what the hell is that what's that called it's a guy oh it's a guy never even heard of it yeah no clue yeah um thanks for correcting me uh yeah, way out of my wheelhouse. Um, Crossfire Sierra Squad is a PSVR 2 game that I, I understand has some re- – they didn't release it early for reviews. And now that it's kind of out, uh, people were like not impressed really by this. Um, Goodbye Volcano High finally comes out. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it's out uh, August 29th. I haven't seen anything about this. Rhapsody, Marl Kingdom Chronicles, Sea of Stars. We just talked about that. The making of Karateka. Karateka, that's the game we were talking about, the the, the documentary release on Karateka. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's that's out. Under the Waves on PS5, PS4. 
August 31st, Gourmet Warriors, How to Escape, Somerville, Tenebri, Pictura, uh, Trine 5, A Clockwork Conspiracy, and War Hospital. September 1st, Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk. Jacob, hmm. how do you feel about any of that stuff? So, obviously excited about Sea of Stars. I mentioned in the past I'm interested in playing Goodbye Volcano High. I just think it, it might be kind of a... I don't know, just like a heartfelt experience to if you want like kind of a palate cleanser. Yep. Um, I've heard Somerville's okay. Uh, the Trine games are always good. I don't I don't know anything about Trine Five, and I've actually heard that Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is really good. So it's like a Jet Set Radio kind of spiritual successor, uh, successor or whatever. Um, am I going to play any of these? Of any of these, I might play Sea of Stars and maybe Goodbye Volcano High if I'm feeling crazy. But uh, other than that, not really. All right. Well, I like I like what you have to say. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have any games for the closing. This is the one thing I didn't get to do notes for this afternoon when I got home from work. But we can just wing it, right? We know some games that begin with that letter. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Listeners, and uh, don't forget our episodes will now be published Wednesday morning. If you're a Patreon of the sh- patron of the show, you will probably still have access to them before Monday. But uh, we appreciate. We're gonna try this out. If it seems like it's not working, or if we notice like a huge decrease in listeners or something because of what we're doing, or some flashback that that like makes sense, maybe we'll go back to the old way. But I like the idea, Jake. And it was Jake's idea to do this, so blame him when you guys are pissed that you don't get the episode to it Wednesday. Um, or just go join the Patreon. And uh, for a buck, buck a month, you can get the episodes earlier. Um, we won't promise that, but it probably will happen. More often than not. So that out of the way, Jake, do you have anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we head out of here? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, all right. So I'll start off with the closing and then you do the two spot and I'll do the three spot. So like a Zen pinball, zero escape and, uh, xenophobe. That's an X. <laughs> God damn it. Um, zombie zombie. Yes. With one eye. Uh, PS. PS. This is awesome. This is awesome.